Guys, after nine months of waiting, second national championship, we find ourselves at week one. The great part about this is that after all the talking, after all the stuff, we get to find out really what the University of Georgia Bulldogs and Kirby Smarts, professor of the gridiron, the thing he's been doing all this time, doing the duty that lies the nearest, working the right direction. Is that going to pay off for a three-peat? I'm ready to go find out. And what's up, Georgia football fans? I was a little hot on that mic, so I'm going to pull back a little bit. What's up, Georgia football fans? You are listening to episode 350. 350 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My name is Scott Duvall, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller. And this is our first pregame show of the 2023 season, as Tony alluded to. The road to the three-peat has begun. Whether Kirby wants to talk about it or not, we can talk about it. This is the Tennessee Martin preview show, 6 o'clock, Sanford Stadium, this coming Saturday. And we're about to tell you all about it. All about it. And here's Will to get started. I think it's interesting. Uh, hi, everybody. Sorry the sound was bad last week, by the way. It wasn't we're, bad. I feel bad. We, you, we all see, in addition to, uh, to all the stuff that Scott brings to the podcast regularly every week anyway, just through his speaking and, and the games and, the, and, and whatnot, uh, we now understand how important it is that he does on the soundboard because uh, when, we do it in my, when we do it in my dining room, it works generally well. And thanks to Seth, by the way, for, right. for coming out and, and giving us good information on the show. Seth is not technically the beat writer for Georgia. I looked up what his uh, athletic... Yeah. Think so. the, athletic, the athletic is turning, uh, going in a different direction than Ooh. beat writers now. Uh, if you're a Baltimore Orioles I guess fan, it's staff writer, yeah, yeah, because they're going away from beat writers. I mean, obviously, there's there's still news he has to write about for Georgia. Mm-hmm. He's more like an SEC reporter yeah. slash columnist person at this point, and they're actually going away from beat writers. If you're like a Baltimore Orioles fan, for for example, you know the, one of the best teams in baseball, they just yeah. laid off their beat reporter because the Orioles don't get enough traffic as national stuff. So all the things that I subscribe to the athletic for, they're actually slowly kind of peeling those things away. Mm-hmm. But as long as Seth's still there and uh, Ken Rosenthal and the gang will still be there, I'll uh, still be covering. Um, anyway, so thank you for Seth for, for coming on. Um, though he really gave us very little to work with on T. Martin. I'm, uh, mm. I'm, uh, I, have, I have a few I, things later. Uh, for what I understand is that he, I mean, again, he's won more national championships than Peyton Manning. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, so I think we. I think the first thing we should start is, um, unlike the several confusing conversations I've had with people, Georgia is not playing actual T. Martin, the former uh, quarterback for the Tennessee Volunteers. Um, he has a university name for himself, I guess. I don't know how this works. Uh, he played University of Tennessee at Martin, which is no. He played at Tennessee. No, yeah, I'm saying the University of Georgia is playing Tennessee. Martin, oh, I thought University you meant him. The that should also should have been his nickname, Tennessee yeah. T. Martin. Tennessee T. Martin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. T. Martin like Skyhawks. A gunslinger. Yeah. So they're the Skyhawks. That 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 much I'm 100. Uh, I was right going to ask you that, but that's kind of a dumb question. Uh, they're also anyway. in the Ohio Valley Conference. That much I know. OVC. Too. It's because um, they're in Northwest Tennessee. I was just about to say those of you out there is like, well, Tennessee is not a far drive. They're about as far in Tennessee as you can go and and be. It's still in the state of Tennessee, not in Kentucky or Missouri. Um, they are way they're north of Memphis. Um, probably two, I mean, the, three hours from if you the go, University of Missouri. If right? you go east to west in Tennessee, it's basically the length of the United States. It's so long. <laughs> 
I think you approximately. Could, I right. think I think if you drive it, it's actually like going to the moon and back. Right. Yeah, I think it's, it's like Texas. Yeah, right. Except for you have to go through Mississippi. Um, but you know, I, we can get into the details of the team all we want to of uh, the team they're playing. But I mean, you know, football is back this week, and I think that it is. It, I and we talked a little bit about this on the Seth show last week, but I do think it is worth thinking about how. You know, every year we can kind of reflect on how do we feel about how last year ended, how going forward, where does Georgia stand in this? And last year, I remember almost every podcast was like, oh, do we really want the season to start? We're the champs. This is amazing. Let's just keep this going as long as we can. Well, I was that way. Yeah. And for under, I think a lot of people were. And and almost Oregon was like, you know, like, like I think they're going to beat Oregon. We'll be, and we'll be upset if they beat Oregon. But like, whatever. It's all bonus time now. And I mentioned this a couple of times, but I really do – Think it is different this year. I think there is more. Uh, this it's counterintuitive, but I do feel like there is more. If this makes sense, there's more at stake historically and in the moment this year than there was last year. Yeah, absolutely. And which which is bizarre because they just won the national championship and it was awesome. And I don't know, I'm not saying that what didn't matter or it wasn't important, but not just remember it's not just that they're trying to be the first team since Minnesota. It's weird that we say like first team since like Minnesota. It's like saying it was hundred years. It, ago. Yeah, it's like saying oh, it's the first team since the Boston Bean Eaters and the 1847 Athletic Association to win the like it's an entirely different world. Yeah. So um, I think I I think it's fair to say that I mean the first team ever to do it. I mean like Saban never did it, Bright never did it, no one ever did it. Uh, to do that in basically, as I wrote in my New York Magazine piece uh, last week, in essentially the last year of college football as we know it, it doesn't mean that we're not going to like college football in the future or we're going to stop watching. It just means it's going to be different next year and it will never be the same. It doesn't mean it won't be, it'll be bad. It just means it will be different. The idea that last time there'll be an SEC at, at East... Last time the Oklahoma and Texas are not going to be in the SEC. Last time the playoffs going to be only four teams. Last time you're ever going to have a schedule this easy, <laughs> ever. Yeah. And is, is, this is of note. They were talking about this on the Cover Three podcast this week about how uh, Jim Harbaugh thinks he, one of the reasons they wanted to, him get the to get the suspension out of the way this year is they have not only they have three really easy games early. It will never be like that again. Michigan will always launch the season against like a Texas or a USC because that's what the TV network wants and that's what we'll, that, that's what will start. This, I know everyone's complaining about the schedule this year for understandable reasons, but it's never, ever, ever going to be like this. This is the end. It feels like the end of history. And if you're going to be the end of history, why don't you make some history and do something that's never been done before? And so I find myself, even though this team has, I think still has some questions, has a considerable number of questions, uh, you'd rather be in, the, in Georgia's position than I think any other teams. But I think there are questions that need to be answered. But last year felt like bonus time. Whatever happens, you were never going to be unhappy. I'm not going to be unhappy if Georgia doesn't win the national championship this year. But I think it will, be more, uh, it will feel like more of an opportunity missed if they don't win one this year than if they would have, say, lost to Ohio State last year. I think there's more on the line. It doesn't mean you have to go undefeated. But you get in the playoff, you win the thing. If you get a chance to do it, I don't think anyone's anyone, Georgia or anyone else, is ever going to get a chance to do this again for a very, very long time, if ever. Uh, so I think while you're here, you should just do it. Yeah, I mean, it brings up a good point, and it's one we haven't talked about. Um, I think I'm, I'm, if you've listened to this podcast, you know I'm firmly in the camp of we're here, let's go do it. Um, and I predicted that Georgia's going to. Um, 
but the other part about it is you're if you're going to go make history you have to think about in terms of where does this play this this team in however you want to frame the greatest run or however you want to say it um, I don't think, and I think that's exactly what Kirby's talking about with complacency, right? The feeling that you're, you've done, have done something just because there's a possibility of you being able to do something. Um, and that is, uh, I think that's the thing that when I think about how this season shapes up and looks and kind of what we've talked about over the past few weeks is um, the, there is not you could not have asked for a better way for the season to start if you're a two-time defending national champion who's quarterback um, and then 30 defensive players of the past two seasons have been drafted. And also, you know, you're, you know, you're starting you're starting running back. And all those things happen. Um, and then also, you know, the, the uh, uh, presumed, not presumed, the actual architect of the offense that got you there uh, left. This is – an incredible way to start the season. And I'm, you're right. I mean, it, frankly, this could have been a prep game for going to Norman, Oklahoma next week. Um, and this is not a great Oklahoma team. And Georgia would still, I think Georgia would still be favored by like oh yeah, of course. 10 points. Against Absolutely. That Absolutely. That's a, people, I think it's lost a little bit. That Georgia, like this is not, they're not playing like, I mean, they're not playing Michigan. They're not playing USC in the first sure. game. Sure. Well, we don't, know what we don't know what Oklahoma's going to be. We, I understand We that. can make some assumptions. I'm just saying that the presumption that, like, wow, Georgia's missing out, missing out on this really great game, they would have been heavily favored against Oklahoma. Sure. Even, even the Norman. But that also means that the, the fact that Georgia is now working on a 17-game win streak, um, and presumptively, I think we all presume that they will more than likely go into December – on a 29 game win streak. Um, and, and so you are talking about uh, something that will be a lot harder. That alone will be a lot harder to accomplish going forward, especially if things go, if you listen to last week, Seth, Seth basically predicted that at some point SEC, regardless of whether the money gets different or not, will go to nine SEC games. Um, but you just look at the, the schedule, right? Gone are Vanderbilt in Missouri in place of that are uh, Mississippi and Texas. You know, trips, I mean, Alabama too, right? Um, they are absolutely built next year's schedule around potential TV ratings because, frankly, the SEC wants to juice those ratings because they want to go back to ESPN and say, see, it's worth it, pay us some more money. Um, now, having said that, Guys, we got T Martin this week. Yeah. They're the Skyhawks, and they're from the Ohio Valley Conference. Is that all we need to know? As far as I, as far as I got. But do, do you agree? Before one last thing, before we get to, get to Tennessee Martin, like I do think that, like, do you think I've accurately put? Do you, do you feel more urgency about this year, Scott? I'm curious. Do you feel more urgency about this year than you did last year? Definitely, because last year, like I said, I didn't want it, or I wanted it to start, but I just wanted to continue to bask in the warm glow of the first championship. And now, and you're still basking. I I basked. <laughs> I basked. I'm, I'm I'm even thinking I might even uh, make some more videos this season, even though uh, the home schedule is a little bit rare. But reading about the history, and I, I read Seth's article about Minnesota, and that's cool. It's just another notch. Like we want to want to be able to. Uh, point fingers in the chest of Auburn bro and Alabama bro and especially Tennessee bros. You know, when we started this podcast back in 2015, Auburn was my most objectionable fan base. Remember when we did that? Yeah, yeah, of course. 
But, you know, Tennessee's crept up over the past few years. So it's just fun because we didn't have all of this history to beat our chest and, and say we're better than you. And, and, and any time that you would tweet something and some, some guy would get on, um, on your thread, they'd say 1980. And you'd be like, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. And uh, there is a lot more pressure. And you can tell it almost in the press conferences with Kirby because he's very pointed already this early in the season. I heard this week's, as I'm sure you all did. And he's not taken any of the rat poison. Right, boys. <laughs> and for, as Seth pointed out in his piece this week, uh, he did note that uh, uh, as Kirby left the field after they beat um, TCU last year, he was holding up mm-hmm. three fingers right. in the air. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I mean, you get, listen, last year felt like all bonus, but like for the record, that bonus was winning another national championship, which was awesome, particularly because now, now that they've won it, I can't like like, like now it's I've internalized. I'm like, wow, Stetson Bennett just like finished his entire Georgia career with two national championships, and that's the end. And then you get to walk on and do whatever he does next, and that's amazing. And that now that's like settled history. So I don't want to act like well, there's no pressure. There's no like whatever. It's all because there's. I mean, listen, the worst case scenario, Georgia doesn't win the national championship, and they still just won two national championships. And it's really awesome. But I, there was a so uh, certainly like the. Worst case scenario used to be, oh, we didn't win again. Oh, we blew mm-hmm. again. That time is beyond us. Yeah. And but that I just feel like this is such a special opportunity. If you were to draw up the ideal scenario for a team to win its third national championship in a row, it would be exactly what Georgia has right now. And you'll never be able to drop a scenario like that again. Doesn't mean they're going to do it. Doesn't mean you should expect them to do it. I would still say, if you're choosing between Georgia and the field to win the national championship, the smart bet is always the field. The smart bet is always the field. Last year, Georgia was the best team in the, in the country by a wide margin, was number one uh, the entire season, and still was that freaking close to not doing it. Like, it's really, really, really hard. And who knows? I think the national championship game would have been tougher if Michigan would have beaten TCU. I think Georgia would have still won, but I wouldn't have been 65-7, to I would say. So uh, you, the odds are still against them doing it. But the odds are better for them than there are for anybody else. And that is a great opportunity to be in. And if you are breaking a new quarterback, as Georgia is, this is a pretty ideal way to start. Is this the first time since 08 they've started AP preseason number one? Yes. They weren't number one last year. So if I were Kirby, I would tell the guys today, tomorrow, Saturday afternoon. And the last time Georgia was preseason number one, they played – Little Georgia Southern and had a struggle win. The poll dropped them, and they ended up losing four games that year and never sniffed it again. So win this game fifty six to three. Don't give the people any doubt. But what are what, what's the theme this year? Better never rest. Better never rest. Yeah, use throw that in a couple times, and then go on with the season. Like if, if Georgia doesn't do it, doesn't do this year. None of us are going to live to see another team win three in a row. I just, I, I mean, like our great, fair. our great yeah. grandparents didn't. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I think that's fair. In scenarios that were much easier to do than are there are going to be moving forward. This is a one shot thing. Georgia is already special. They've already done awesome, awesome things. Now Georgia has a chance to do something that no one has ever done. It doesn't mean that if they don't, if they don't do it. There's somehow a disappointment. By definition, it doesn't mean that because no one's ever done it. But if they do do it, it it, it makes them 
it does, it's just unprecedented. And that's, that's an exciting thing to have the opportunity to do this year. And I think it's giving me, and I suspect Kirby, an extra juice. I think he knows. And I think, I mean, Kirby Smart's a stu- student of college football history, right? Like this is, you don't, you don't think he doesn't understand that winning three in a row is something that Saban never, no, no one can go to Kirby and say, well, you know, Saban protege, you just follow the Saban thing. When you do something that Saban never did. And I'm sure he's aware of that. Yeah, that's probably the the easiest way to strip off the whatever you want to say about say Kirby being Saban's protege. By the way, I don't find that to be a pejorative at all, and I don't oh, think I don't, I don't think Kirby does. I don't either. But, but um, if you can but, do something that he's never done yeah. and Brian's never done, yeah. and no one's ever done. I think you're right about that. But before you're 50, yeah, Jiminy Jeepers. Yeah. Um, but to do it, we have to beat T. Martin. Who are the Skyhawks? Have you done any uh, research on them? I I can tell you unequivocally that I have not. Um, I I know they won the Ohio Valley Conference last year. Uh, The Ohio Valley Conference is the ACC of the the FCS, (laughs) right? Um, You know, I mean, like they're good. I take that back. They're they're good. What's the the SEC of the FCS? Uh, Whatever the conference at North Dakota, North Dakota State, South Dakota, uh, Heartland, maybe. I don't. I couldn't tell you. but you know it's a you know it's it's oh Jacksonville State was in it Jacksonville mm-hmm. State who is now in the FBS Rich Rod is the head coach, um, but you know I like I I know that they are, I mean EIU is in look, the OVC huh Eastern Illinois is Eastern in the OVC. yeah Eastern Absolutely. home of Tony Romo, um, so I, look the easiest way to think about this and and maybe this is where the comparison begins and starts. UT Martin has. Between four and 12 players on their roster, on their entire roster, that would have merited um, a roster spot on Georgia's roster. Or pretty much any other SEC roster in the top half or more, or top top two-thirds of the conference. Um, it's It's just different, right? I mean, the... <clears throat> None of us are entertaining upset. None. Of, I mean, really, I mean, uh, I, honestly, man, like Illinois would beat T. Martin by thirty points. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, let's yeah, not kid yeah, ourselves here. Yeah. I mean, like Vanderbilt would beat T. Martin by <clears throat> twenty and, points. And 20 we're not, and we're not talking App State playing Michigan, even though Michigan was ranked sixth in the nation. Yeah, right. That's a whole different. A whole it's different also different. Like Appalachian State's a lot better team now than they were then. Like, yeah, everyone's up. Everyone's right. up. To, and what, like, again, this is this is a of all the games this year. Like you'd be like, oh, wait, why should you pay more attention to Team Like this is by far the worst team that Georgia will play this year, and frankly, for a while to come. Not because that like this team is particularly bad, but like there's just not going to be a lot of games. They're actually they're actually a pretty good FCS team. Yeah, but right? like this is FCS. Like this is right. Like like what what's the. Uh, uh, I guess Nickel State was also FCS back in the day, but mm-hmm. like, and so I, I suppose that that there's something to that. Yeah. But I also think FCS is even different now than it was six years ago. Like FCS, I think is a different. Like Jacksonville State's not FCS anymore. Right. Like generally Neither speaking, Georgia Southern. If right? you're doing Georgia anything was, serious, you've moved yourself up yeah. at this point. Yeah. Um. So that is a very long way for me of saying. No, I, I, haven't pre- I haven't prepared anything about UT Martin. I, I just haven't. I couldn't tell you any player on the team. I know that their head coach has been there for 15 years. That's all I know. Yeah. I, I know they play in like Billy Boyd Stadium or something like that. It's like 7,500 people, roughly the size of, um, you know, Moultrie, uh, uh, Caldwell County Stadium. 
Um, and, and that's not to so denigrate. Are, is Georgia giving a return game? Yeah, no, no, no we're so. not. We're not. We're not Mississippi State. Um, I, just a, I mean, that's a that, like I said, that's just a way of saying I haven't prepared anything about it. I mean, I, I could have done so a they lost, breakdown. They lost to Tennessee last year. Tennessee. You know what? By the way, we should start since they're UT Martin. We should start calling them UT, UT Knoxville. Knoxville. I'm down for that. That'd be good. Oh. So UT Martin. Lost. I tell you, if if, if they're closer, uh-huh. if that if Tennessee Martin oh. gets closer oh. than Tennessee Knoxville, do it. This is a vow. This is a vow. And remind us if it turns out that's not going to happen. By the way, but if it does turn out to happen, new podcast rule from now on. It's UT Knoxville. I think I, th- I would like to encourage all of our podcast listeners to start getting their lexicon changed. You know, the <laughs> nomenclature, instead of calling them Tennessee, UT Knoxville. Oh, Call a, start doing that. I almost want this game to be closer just so we can do it. Even if it's, well, ten, UT Knoxville, I'm going to start now. <laughs> starting now. UT Knoxville beat UT Martin 65 to 24 last year. Oh. Yeah. So. But that game was, I mean. Was the weather good? UT Martin, damn. That's a great callback. Uh, UT Martin did keep it close in the f- early, early before, um, you know, it didn't rain and uh, they scored a bunch of points. Um, UT Knoxville. Oh my god, I I don't want to wait for it to be cold. Let's just call them UT. Okay, no, no, no let's, let's just call them. We, we hereby decree it's UT uh, Knoxville now. Uh, From now on, uh, I like it. The University of Tennessee at Knoxville. Um, UTK. UTK. The UTK Volunteers. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Uh, by the way, if someone if someone's upset about this, uh, my uh, podcast handle handles at thirty eight Godfrey yes. um, or something. It's not. Yeah, it's not. Um, the UTK killer. UTK. Oh, <laughs> Kansas, Love it. He's a Kansas. Love it. So, I, I mean, I I don't have anything sage. Um, so the natural progression to that would be: what are we going to see from the dogs? What are we looking for? Yeah. Yeah. So I think like you're, offense, I, defense, I, special teams. We're going to have Jared Jerkle kicking kicks. I'm actually kind of curious um, who's the third string running back? Yeah. Who's the fourth string running back? There's not. Like, our, like, like Cash, Cash Jones. Like, um, I'm, I mean, it's a legitimate question. I'm pretty curious because. Especially when you, you, you hope that a lot of the third and fourth quarter they will be running. The of course. Ball, so right? who are those guys? Let, let's, let's go through that. I'm um, probably Andrew. I mean, probably Andrew Paul and Cash Jones. I mean, I think that makes the most sense. But is Milton um, ready to play? Is Edwards ready to play? I don't. I don't think we'll see Edwards. I mean, he has practiced this week, but my guess is is they'll they'll, they'll see him another week. Um, look, you, you asked me what I want to see. I just want to see cohesion on the offense. I want to see uh, Carson back in command of the offense. Uh, he and the receivers on the same page. Uh, you fill that in however you want that to sound, or fill that in however you want it to be filled in. The I, I don't want to see Mr. Simons on blocks um, by the by the offensive line or running backs or tight ends for that matter. And I want to see hustle, right? I want to see them. Look, I, you know, we have spent we 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 started this off 15 minutes about talking about being a three peat and going and doing this. Um, part of that, in my mind, means you bring your heat every game, and there'll be days where things don't go your way. See last year's Missouri game, uh, but there'll be days where. You absolutely can't do anything wrong, uh, and that you know, see Georgia Tech or the 2019 Florida game, um, and or 2007. What year was it? We were up 28 nothing before we could get our popcorn eaten. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever year it was, right? So the 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 on the defensive side of the ball, I just want to see what that rotation looks like. 
the and I don't want to be hurt. I don't want to be hurt, right? And that's that's the that is the upside of starting with games like this and Ball State is that you're actually able to see how people react when the lights are on. Uh, you know, I think part of the conversation we had last week, frankly, I think Splits on Duo talked about this a little bit this week, was Carson Beck, does he have it? Does he have the thing? Um, and, and you don't really know that until until the ball is snapped. I mean, I mean Georgia went into Arkansas, uh, a three-touchdown favorite, and literally took yeah. Stetson Bennett, pulling, pulling them out of the fire after halftime to, to come my way with a win in 20. And that was a... Uh, that was an eye opener for a lot of people, uh, including the coaching, including staff. the coaching staff, <laughs> including the co- especially the coaching staff. You know, we, I do not expect to see that out of Carson Beck, but if you do see, you do see that, that gives you some some reason to pause. By no means am I predicting Carson Beck is going to go twenty three of thirty for three hundred seventy five yards. Uh, is it is it on the table? Sure. I mean, if he throws thirty passes, right? If he throws, I, mean, I think that's the thing. You know, we think we often talk about the spring game, and we're like, the spring game, you're not going to learn anything, but maybe like you'll get certain mysteries solved. So you'll find out, okay, who this person is the second string, or this person is the third string, or this receiver looks different. Or I mean, the first time we saw Washington, it was like, wow, that guy is like eight times bigger than everybody else in the field, like stuff like that. That to me, what I'm curious about is what mysteries. We just haven't seen this team at all. Like we haven't seen them. So for me, it's who, what the running back progression is. That is to be one of the most important things of this. It's I don't think I think that whoever the, even the fourth or fifth string guy is is going to be all right behind that offensive line against against a, a UT Martin. But who is it? What does that mean? What are they going? Because eventually you're probably going to need those. I mean, for oh, yeah. kind of loud. I mean, like what, well, what? in pass protection, you know, picking up blitzes. Yeah, and like we like listen. I mean, I was in, had two touchdowns in the, <laughs> the championship game last year, and now he's out. Like you know, you, this is like the idea you see these guys later. So yeah, I think it's uh, that to me is what I'm most curious about is to see. Okay, when. You're not going to learn much from this game, but you're going to learn much about future games by seeing, okay, who... I mean, the running back is thin now. Like, running back is For now, yeah. thin now. Yeah. And, like... And I, and I don't mean to say that, like... Because I think there's been this presumption that, oh, it's George, they always get lots of guys. But, like, it's actually kind of thin now. Like, it's thinner than it has been mm-hmm. in many years. And I know I don't think that's like a recruiting mistake. I don't think that like, but like you know, I mean, they were counting on him, and he's out. And so, what's surprising to me is we don't have, you know, with with Robinson going out, Branson Robinson going down with the patella, we don't then go into that mode of like, oh, well, wait till we see the exactly. five star right, that we've right. got. It's yeah, fine. here comes Holyfield. Right, right. That. And there's always there's always that guy. And there is the guys there. It doesn't. Mean, and listen, whatever. Every team in the country would love to have these problems. But, like, it is a thing that Georgia has not dealt with in a long time. And so you'd love to be able to see, oh, look at that guy. Okay, that, okay, that, that, because listen, I mean, Lad McConkey wasn't a five star guy, and immediately mm-hmm. he stepped, like, it, you'd love to have a person like that. But that, that to me is what I'm most curious, more than anything else, because it does feel like you're gonna, I'm more curious about that than I am, okay, does Gunnar Stockton get in? Let's see what he does. Like, yeah. I'm much more curious about what the running back rotation, particularly, 
I mean, it's not going to be that hot, but it's still going to be like a game that by the third or fourth quarter, they're going to want to get this thing generally over with. They're going to be running the ball a lot. I'm curious to see who those guys are because it doesn't matter now, but like what ha- I mean, running backs get hurt all the mm-hmm. time. So who is the fourth fifth string guy? Who are those guys? Um, I'm pretty curious to see what Yeah, I think you'll see, like Tony said, Cash Jones, Roger Robinson, who's a freshman. You'll see Andrew Paul, who tore his ACL last year. So he's coming off an ACL. Uh, I wouldn't expect to see Kendall Milton because he's dealing with a hamstring. Uh, Obviously, you're not going to see Branson Robinson. Uh, And then Savon Clark. He was a walk-on, but very serviceable. And then... You know, a couple of things I've heard, you've probably heard it too. Dylan Bell was yeah, Dylan a Bell. running back in high school. Don't be school. surprised to see Lab McConkey back there a little bit too. Yeah. Okay. And even Brock Bowers admitted like, hey, I'll do whatever. Yeah. Uh, and he's uh, I mean, been he has, known to— He has four to, rushing touchdowns. Yes. Yeah, he's been known to be able to rush the ball for, for Georgia. Uh, so defensively speaking, we had 10 guys total drafted again Yeah. last year. The, the team that we saw when the first national championship was almost completely turned over— uh, I see Tyke Smith is uh, penciled in for like the starter with the star position. Um, you've got, of course, uh, Dumas Johnson out there. You've got Bullard. You know those Malachi are be, Starks. Yeah, Malachi Starks being a sophomore, but the guys up front, linebackers, Chaz Chambliss. I think he's going to be a force that you're going to see this year. What do you think, Tony? You know, because the past two years we've had the Jordan Davis and the Nicobe Deans and the Nolan Smiths. and I mean, I think you have to look at this year's sack house, right? Okay. I mean, he's the big dude in the middle. He wears, you know, he wears number 78, if that matters to you. But I, I mean, he's just going to be the anchor of the line. I mean, he is, I mean, no one really is Jalen Carter, right? But he is the Jalen Carter position. The guy that can play two gaps in the middle, but also. Push. How big is he? Uh, big, I don't know. I mean, he plays. And Zion Logue, too. Yeah. Right, right. Zion is his backup. And I, I think the key to think about the defense in particular is how many guys get reps. Uh, that is That has been the key to Kirby Smarts and, frankly, his defenses at, at Alabama, too, were how many – I mean, he had starters, but you also had guys, even though they, they weren't starters, play significant snaps. And that's where we are. I mean, you're talking about there's some there's some, like – like Jamal Jarrett is a five star, and he's not even on the depth chart right now. Right, he's a sophomore. I mean, he is. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, right? Because those those guys at other places. I mean, let's be clear. That's why Barry Alexander left. Right, right, right he wasn't right, going to be right, the right, guy, right, right. and he's like, I, I can go somewhere and be the guy. Um, I mean, wasn't the guy against uh, well, San Jose? Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a different conversation <laughs> to have. Mm-hmm. But you know, I you know I think you know JDJ and. Um, and, you know, Chaz and Kamari Lasseter are all going to step up. But Javon Bullard is probably one that you should pencil in as going to be a playmaker, a potential All-American, just the way he plays. And Malachi Starks. I mean, last year as a true freshman, you remember the interception yeah, he had yeah. against Oregon, just a pure read and react. He had some coverage blows. Of course, you're going to do that as a freshman. And another year, uh, another year of seasoning, another year of coaching up by those uh, – by at Georgia, it's just going to, going to improve him. Um I don't think it's – I think it's unreasonable to think that T. Martin won't score. But if they, if they don't score, right. I mean, I think it will be wow. a, yeah. a storyline to watch going into the South Carolina game, right? Because if they're – I think if, they, if George is good enough to keep T. Martin out of the end zone or from scoring and also to do so considering how many people fairly far down the depth chart will play in this game, we hope – we, I'm projecting. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to think that when they go up against Ball State next week, 
uh, that that is a little bit of a chip on the shoulder, another motivation thing. Let's keep it to zero. Um, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to get over my skis here in saying that. I'm just saying that's, that's when you're I mean, two time national champion, yeah. you, you, you grasp for, and what are try we doing to build. here? Like, yeah, like, right, like, right. You, you try to build for what you can. If you, if you have the expectations for Georgia to be the things that everyone in the country, obviously, including us have for Georgia to be, you shoot for a shutout against ball state. I mean, I don't think it's, yeah, of course, cocky. of course you do. <laughs> like, yeah, of course you do. Um, so, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see if Zirkle or somebody else does the kicking. Um, I love that Brett Thorson's still here kicking. In, he's only a sophomore. He's only a sophomore, and he's also 27 years old. And he's, he is the only player on the team older than Seth Bennett last year. Um, and, I mean, he's, he's a fun player. I, I don't know if y'all saw his, like, welcome back to school thing, but, you know, they do this little, like, the, you know, the kids do with a little chalkboard, and he said, my friends are everybody but Stetson Bennett, because, of course, he was the one that tweeted, like, Stetson Bennett hates punters last year, <laughs> because of how clutch he was on third and fourth down, uh, which I guess loops right back to. The other thing I'm looking for is how clutch we are on third and fourth down, even against C. Martin, because, I mean, look, I don't... I, I'm not going to pretend like this This game scares me. It doesn't. I mean, Georgia's going to score plenty of points probably in the first quarter to win this game. Um, but you want to be efficient. You want to be explosive, especially against an FCS team. But that also means if when you do get into third and long or and or fourth down situations where you're going for it, you convert them. You just convert them, right? And you, that doesn't mean you have to convert every one, although it would be nice if Look, I don't. It's not that I hate you, Brett. I don't want you to punt Saturday. Uh, but if you don't, if you you know you do convert a lot of them, if that's if that's if that's one thing you will look at. Does Georgia convert third downs? Because that means the offense is clicking in a way that it's running smoothly. They're efficient. The quarterback and the receivers and the line are all on the same page with Mike Bobo. And it, I mean, it's also let's face it. It's an introduction to the fan base to Carson Beck. Like it yes. is an introduction. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like it is. Like I don't think he's going to play badly. But listen, your quarterback is like, what more can you say about the quarterback being the personality of the team than sets have been in the last couple of years? Like this is the quarterback, even great quarterbacks take on like have moments where you're like, oh, man, they did that again. Or like they are overly influential. And I think that it is the biggest question about this team is I don't think it's an insult to Carson Beck to say that the biggest question that everybody has about this team is not just what Carson is Carson Beck good. I think everyone understands that. Like I think natural talent, he's probably more naturally talented than Seth Bennett. But Seth Bennett had that, and we don't know if Carson Beck that. And frankly, a lot of people don't have it. What Seth Bennett had. So I think that's going to be an adjustment for the fan base too. Like it's funny when when Beck actually did you see his press conference where he took questions? He uh, I think I need to find my uh, my friend Tim Kelly sent me a funny text about it, but he does he, he's like he's balding already. He kind of yeah. looks like a little bit like a like a uh, I don't know. I, I think he he kind of said he looked like a very earnest kind of cool counselor at a Christian camp, <laughs> and um, and and he does and 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 like and then also is like part of like the workout crew. Right, like a good guy, but like very earnest and like kind of, uh, uh, and it's just working slow like the rest of us. He's trying to make it through. Still gets up and works out, even though he's got a six month old. Yeah, exactly. He's still doing it, and we're all like, "How does he do it?" Yeah, man, that guy's so impressive. But like Stetson was like, "How about the uh, 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 you know like yeah. Stetson was Stetson, Stetson was and, Stetson, and like that is, you know, it's hard to it's hard to look 
uh, Carson Beck and see him just like half-heartedly tossing oranges into the crowd and just being a goofball or like looking at his phone and saying, I don't really care because I'm Stretson Bennett and I'm awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I say that for the record, I do not think, I think the phone thing has ultimately come all the way back around to being like, yes, yeah, Stetson's just doing his thing because he can do whatever they want because he's Stetson Bennett. Yeah. And so like that to me is the biggest question, not if Beck is like Bennett, but what's Beck like? Like, there's not going to be an offensive play which that's, that, that Carson Beck's not going to be a part of. What's that like for a fan base that is obsessive on every play and is watching every single thing? And just watch, frankly, the biggest non-Herschel hero this school has ever had as a football player. The idea that, like, that guy, I mean, sets one two freaking national championships after being the fifth string heading like it's it's the best story Carson has to follow that it doesn't mean he has to do that but who is he who do we see what what are the eccentricities what are like the oh he made that great pass oh Carson does that sometimes there even I mean there were plenty of times with Bennett where you're like oh I wish he didn't do that and like what are those things for Beck what are those moments where we have we just haven't seen them yet I don't think you're going to see a lot of them this game but like now he's the guy so we're going to be watching him every single play see who he is what he does uh, and what we like and what we don't like this is the first step we get to see that and I'm not sure there's other than the running backs I think that those are the two biggest things to watch in this game yeah and one, one, last, one last thing about that guys don't be the fan that yells put so and so in the first time Carson throws an incomplete pass I, I look I know a lot of you are really smart about football. Like you need to trust that Kirby Smart knows more than you. I it's mean, just, yeah. I don't know, man. People yeah. were yelling that about Stetson in the yeah. national championship game. So uh, last year, I mean, two years ago, not two, last year. I know, not, not last, last year, year, but two years um, ago. like so. in the national championship. Yeah, yeah. So and not just yelling it, but like beat reporters tweeting that maybe George needs to think about making a change. So yeah. Yeah. before so, you call names, let's, let's yeah. not let's not call out Seth. Um, Seth did not do that, but he was thinking. <laughs> I know he was. Um, so, you know, I think we've talked enough about UT Martin, about T. Martin, uh, and now the— It's time to talk about UT it's, UT Yeah, Knoxville. it is now canon that it's UT Knoxville. <laughs> I do want to talk for a minute about—we um, have a podcast sponsor this year. I want to thank— the Strickland firm, Ryan Strickland in Marietta, personal injury attorney in Marietta, somebody I've known for a long time since he was in law school, longtime listener of the podcast, uh, has reached out and offered to and agreed to sponsor the podcast. What, what's his name again? Ryan Strickland. Ryan Strickland. Ryan Strickland, the Strickland firm. Okay, the Strickland firm. I'm making sure I get that right. Strickland firm. Because I don't know him the way that you guys do. So it's Ryan Strickland he, from the Strickland he did, firm. He attended our very uh, our second mixer in the upstairs bar in downtown Athens. Awesome. Really? So Ryan, um, okay. that, that's yeah. awesome. Ryan yeah, Strickland from did, the Strickland firm. From the Strickland firm yeah. okay. in Marietta. Um, he spent, I think he said, his first decade of his practice representing some of the nation's largest companies and insurers. But now what he does, he uses that experience to help those that have been injured by someone else. So he's played on the other side. Is that the right yeah, way to say? Yeah, and now teams. he's on uh, this side. But like, like Tony said, he's a class of uh, 1999, UGA law class of 2003. And he's the founding attorney of uh, the Strickland firm and really helps with uh, people navigate the complicated and Lord knows it is complicated insurance and, and legal process. So 
He sounds great, but I don't know how to get a hold of him. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you. There are critical things that you will, if you were injured, what you would do is you would call Ryan Strickland, mm-hmm. the, the Strickland firm, right away for a free consultation at, and take this down, type okay. this into your phone, 770-420-9900. That's 770-420-9900. What if I am out in like Idaho or if something you, say and I don't want to dial a long distance number? Well, then you could go to thestricklandfirm.com, but here's the thing. Oh, okay. If you, you usually have your phone with you, right? I, I got it with you okay, right now. So it doesn't matter if you're in Idaho and it's 3 a.m. Uh, somebody's going to answer that call. I'll be. I'll be darned. Yep. What if I don't want to make a long-distance call? Is it possible I could call 1-844-GA-JUSTICE? That feels like another thing I could Yeah, you could do call. that. You could do that. Because I, I, I got to tell you, if I'm in Idaho... I'm probably getting hurt somehow. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. They've got like yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do well. <laughs> yeah, 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 there would not be. A, uh, well, good. So, so, but, so, just like, again, because like, I'm you, you, you know the guy, and you're a lawyer, so you understand this stuff better than I do. Well, so I'm the son me. of a lawyer, so I do yeah. understand. And it. I'm the son of a non-lawyer, uh, so I just want to make sure to be clear. I have this information basically correct. Mm-hmm. This is a man named Ryan Strickland. Ryan Strickland. And he is a lawyer. He's a Georgia fan, double dog. He's a lawyer, and, and, and he has a firm, and it's called? The Strickland Firm. The Strickland Firm. And if I'm like, oh, I'm in Idaho, I'm hurt, how would, how, how would I how would I? Well, you on? could call that 800 number. 1-844-GHS. Long distance isn't really a thing anymore, so I would just dial 770 I got a minute's plan. Yeah, so my minute's plan last me to call what number again? The number. I spoke over the number. That's why I want to make sure. Sorry. Tony's got it memorized. I can't. No, I can't. I'm dying. Because <laughs> I'm sorry. 770-420-9900. Thank you. Thank you, good. Ryan. No, for thanks, Ryan. And we'll, we'll keep up this bit the entire season. It's not a bit. I legitimately need to know the answers That's to these right. questions. I wonder what state it'll be next week. <laughs> well, okay, so if you were in Idaho, what would you be doing? Would you be snow skiing? Chasing meese. Also, can I just say skiing is stupid? I'm just going to go on the record of saying skiing is this stupid. This man speaks my language. Skiing is stupid. Like, what? Like honestly, like, how about I, can I just walk down the hill? How about I just walk down the hill? Like, you're telling me you want me to get on ice, something that I'm naturally, and most people are naturally not good at anyway. And strap a I'm couple of boards. huge freaking sticks, and then push me down the hill. And like, I don't even know where I'm going. They're, they put trees out there. <laughs> You know, the trees were already there. It's okay. idiotic. It's the, idiotic. the funny thing is when, when we taught our kids how to ski, we were out in Colorado, and they don't use poles as young kids. And my kids preferred not to have poles. I, by the way, I just to set the scene for you, the look on Scott's face as Will was on his rant about skiing, and oh I was agreeing God. with him. Because I, I agree with Will. I think it's uh, – you know what? I, it's I, a weird thing to even come up with. I am happy you enjoy skiing if you enjoy skiing. I will also tell you that it's scary as shit, and I do not like flying down the side of a hill out of control where the potential of hitting kids, other people, or trees, myself, that just does not, that doesn't work for me. Here's my skiing strategy for the time I went skiing. You know how to have the kid hills and you just hold the rope and you go right. all the way up? I would get on the kid hill. I would hold the rope as it went all the way up, and then I would just go ahead and come back down and hold the, the rope, rope as it's yeah. going down the other side. Yeah. And, no. then I would, and then you know what I would do? I would go in the in the in the in the lounge, in the get a drink, lounge, sit there, and wait for everyone to come and be like, "Oh my god, it's so cold! Oh my god, my leg worked before I got here." Mm-hmm. Yep, that and is absolutely my role. I go sit, I tell stories by the fire, and drink. Like a, it's a, that's a casual activity. Like like I understand like hey, if you're like a thrill seeker. 
If like a thrill seeker, go do a thrill seeking activity. People are just like, let's just go skiing for the weekend. What exactly is skiing? I'm getting on these large things and going careening down this hill as fast as possible on ice. On ice. I'm I'm not some like uh, <laughs> ski maven. The but point I, is, I is when I, when I break my leg, I will call the Strickland firm. Call uh, the Strickland firm, guys. Strickland, uh, the, the Strickland firm. What you got for in us in Idaho? Well, I was going to ask you before we moved on to other things. Um, skiing. You you barely mentioned Mike Bobo. Okay. And so I'm interested because, you know, Munkin is gone. Todd or, or in Jeff. Baltimore, wait, wait, which is wait. essentially the same Todd thing. or Jeff, Tony? Was, was it Todd? It doesn't matter. Todd. Either. It was Todd. Yes. It's Mon- a, I finally get it right. It's UT Munkin. <laughs> <laughs> so Munkin's gone. Bobo's back for a second iteration of his offensive coordinator. What? I still hear it ringing in my ears. You know, run the ball. We, we, we can't run the ball. Um I mean, what are we going to say? How is it going to differ? How is it going to be similar? How is it going to be different? Well, I think we'll score a lot of points. That's how it'll be similar. Um, (laughs) That is, uh, like, Mike Bobo, Mike Bobo's offense worked. It worked. And what year, when was the last time he was here? Uh, I can't remember. He left 13 or 14. It was later than that because he was here when I got here. He left in 14. His last year was 14 because that was some branch offer, which came in Mm -hmm. in 15. Um, and it because he got the Colorado State job, right? yeah, yeah, it worked, and that's the thing you need to know. It worked, and I know. I look. I've had a lot of people ask me this question: What do you think about Bobo? What I think about Bobo is I trust Kirby Smart to hire someone yeah. who he thinks will run his offense the way he wants it run in order to score enough points to win yet another national championship. Notice I put emphasis on yet another, <laughs> right? He, he did not hire Mike Bobo because he's his friend. He did not hire Mike Bobo because it's some sort of charity case thing or it's simple. He hired Mike Bobo because he believes Mike Bobo gives his offense the best chance to get them to Houston and win the game in Houston. That's what you need to worry about. That's what you need to be concerned about. And as far as what it looks like, I think we're going to throw the ball a lot because we don't have running backs. <laughs> and we have our receiver room is better than our running back room. And we have an offensive line that can give Carson Beck all the time he needs to do that. So, in other words, yes, you're going to hear a lot of run the ball. Bobo. Yeah, of course you are. <laughs> because we, <laughs> we have our fans are bold. For what it's worth, for what it's worth, not for nothing, but like, Tom Luke yeah, was really good. Like, Tom Luke was really good. And it should not yes. be kind of lost. Like, I think Bobo is going to do well. I also think that if if Todd Monka would have wanted to stay, he'd stay. They, they'd have kept him. Like I think that I don't think the Bobo is a, is like a bad hire. Yeah. To any stretch of the imagination, but do I think that not all? It's I think it's not just going to be narrative. Like Mike Bobo is going to be a really good offensive coordinator. I think if Kirby Smart would have had his druthers, he would have kept Todd Monka. I agree with that. And so I think that is. That, to me, is what's worth keeping in mind. Not so much, oh, how's Bobo going to do? It's Tom Munkin was freaking great. And there's a reason he got hired by the Ravens who are trying mm. to win the Super Bowl. Like, like, and, and would have had tons of opportunities elsewhere and could have taken a head coaching job at any opportunity. Todd Munkin was a brilliant offensive coordinator. I think Bobo is an excellent offensive coordinator and will do a good job and is the best guy for the job. But I also am not sure he's Todd Munkin. And I guess we'll have to find out. And the thing about Mike Bobo that he is not Todd Munkin and why I think he potentially could be better is that, one, he's definitely a better quarterbacks coach, and two, he's a better recruiter. And that matters a lot to Kirby Smart, too. Mm-hmm. We'll see. All right, so um, that's it. I guess uh, We're done. that's all the games. Yeah, all the games. No games this week. We have, I assume you have some UT Martin stuff. UT Martin is in Martin, not where UT Knoxville is in yeah. Knoxville. 
True or false? Or UT Chattanooga. True or false? There is a Martin, Tennessee, a city of Martin. Uh Is that true or false? Yes. It's true. It is true. It's in Martin, Tennessee. It's in Martin, Tennessee. True or false? There's a Martin, Georgia. False. I think there is a Martin, Georgia. True. There is a Martin, Georgia. I refuse to admit this. It's in Decatur County? No, it is in, I guess, uh, Stevens County. Stevens County. Probably. Oh, okay. So up north, it's up, north it's up uh, no, near La, between Livonia and Toccoa. Oh, so near Toccoa. Oh, yes, My grandfather was born in Martin, oh, wow. Georgia. Oh, we did. Yes. Way back when. Um, so, yeah, I do, I do have some, some stuff. This, do you remember when we started this episode? When I did my intro. Back in the day. When I did my intro, back in the day. What 350. Did I, what did I, exactly. This is, this is what I call a milestone episode. Yeah. This is 350. So A trace and quinchil. I've back made a list. Let me put my glasses on because <laughs> as we've been doing these podcasts, I Does suddenly... Does Phyllis or know you have her glasses? Yes. Martin, Georgia has 381 population. I believe that. That's almost as big it's also, as Martin, Tennessee. It's also, if you hear of Gumlog, there's a road called Gumlog Road that goes right through Martin. I, I, it is my personal opinion that there should be a uh, some sort of marker that your the grandfather you, was born there because yeah. he's, he's, already he's the most famous person by, by mention on this podcast. Yep. Well, World War II uh, veteran. Yeah. Um, but the interesting thing is to get to Martin, you have to get off the last exit in Georgia and go west. And I think you go a little bit through South Carolina, maybe not. But then it, you go over uh, west, and then you get on Gumlog Road, and if you blink, you miss it. And then next thing you know, you're in uh, East Anoli, and then Tacoa. Philip Land, former U.S. Congressman Philip Landrum. Landrum. Philip Landrum. Uh, was from Martin. Yeah. Georgia, not Tennessee. Correct, Martin. I don't think part of Martin, Georgia. Okay. I prefer Martin, Georgia. Yeah, I do too. Well, thank you for subscribing to Stevens County Weekly. We appreciate <laughs> the it. Billy Dillworth show. The Billy Dillworth show. Do you remember show? that? Yes, that was yes. That was WNEG. That, yes, that I'm was up. based in Tacoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trust me, I lived in Russell Hall. I could. That well, was that's the, only, the thing. The only when, TV show. Okay, you could so get. anybody in the '90s that went to UGA and had the the PBS station from Tacoa. It wasn't PBS. It was independent. Okay, even yeah. better. It was like Wayne's World, but with old people. Yeah, it was great. Amazing. Super amazing. Yeah. So it sounds great, though. This is the 350th podcast that we've done. Give us our accolades. In a row. In a row. Um, I should have had this queued up. So, anyway, I've got a question for you. Do you remember. Uh, I'm, episode 128. Well, the first episode was episode one. It was oh. an introduction to the Waiting Since I Started podcast. Was that just like get it up on iTunes? Yeah. yeah. And I have a note that I put in here. Play it. It's one minute long. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to play ah. it for y'all. And then we're going to go through the other milestones. I don't know I've ever heard this. All right. Here we go. I listen to this every night. <laughs> hey there. My name is Scott. And I've got a question for you. Are you counting down the days like me until your Saturdays are filled with 12 or more hours of watching SEC football, tailgating with your buddies and running into old friends you haven't seen since last year? But it's not awkward because y'all just pick up right from where y'all left off. If the answer is yes, then you're going to love the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast, which will debut next week. The WSLS podcast will feature insightful commentary, timely comedy, and news of the Georgia Bulldogs and their SEC rivals. Also, with a look around the country towards some of the biggest national games of the week. Oh, and before I forget, your new favorite podcast will be hosted by UGA alum Scott Duvall, that's me, Tony Waller, and Will Leach. Whoa. Wait a minute. Hey, guys. It says Will went to Illinois. 
<laughs> yeah, but that's a Big Ten school. But they play in a stadium that can barely hold 60,000 people. That's not fair. We're good? Yeah, Will's going to be on it too. But he lives in Athens now. Cheers for the dogs and can rattle off stats like nobody's business. So stay tuned and follow the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast on Twitter at WSLS Podcast. Our show will be available on iTunes. And for those of you who are like Tony and don't have an iPhone, it can also be heard on the Georgia Sports blog at georgiasports.blogspot.com. So keep an ear out for us and we'll see y'all on campus. That's so I I never I never heard that. That's amazing. That's, That's really amazing. amazing. That's really I, I, uh, labeled an outsider from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. So that was episode one. Um, episode fifty. We we make them longer now. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> episode fifty. This is interesting. This uh, I I figured that this would be the first time we'd mentioned this in um in, in years. So this episode fifty took place on September twelfth, two thousand sixteen. Okay. It was a post game show. We were freaking out. Nickel State. The title of it is Georgia Barely Beats Something Called Nickel State. <laughs> wow. That was episode 50. Good episode, cases. yeah, I mean, that was, we were, that was a freak out moment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we talked, we referenced Nickel State for like oh, years, years, really. And we did earlier. <laughs> yeah. True. I mean, they should have lost that game. Like, they should have lost yeah. that game. Yeah. And Not then, should have lost that game, but could have lost that game. Episode 100 was on September 20th, 2017. It was a preview show. Uh, that was that was after the Notre Dame game. It was a week after the Notre Dame game. No, oh yeah, yeah, it was. It yeah. was. Yeah. Well, I don't remember who it was. Jake from uh, Flea Flicker. Does that ring a bell? I remember the game. I don't remember the Flea Flicker. Mississippi State. Mississippi State. So the oh, Georgia yeah. Mississippi State preview. That game was super hype, and then Georgia beat their eyes in. Yeah. And then episode one fifty was on September twenty third, twenty eighteen. And it was, um, I, I don't remember this game at all. Uh, it was George, uh, the title was George, it was a post game. Georgia takes out Missouri by 14 points. So, yeah, we always struggle with Missouri. Yeah. Um, and then episode 200, we, we actually took a photo with that. We had a wig on. I remember yeah, it was remember up the there. Wig, yeah. We took a photo, episode 200. That was uh, October 17th, 2019. It was a preview show of Georgia, Kentucky in 2019. Episode 250 took place uh, on October 27, 2020. So it was, and it was also Georgia, Kentucky okay. at Kentucky. And then episode 300, how appropriate. How, you couldn't have planned this any better. Episode 300 was our national championship preview on January 25, 2022. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like a book. It's, it's like a book. It's like a well-paced book. But think about it. We did 299 episodes, before, I guess 298, and we didn't know that we were, Georgia was going to win a national championship. And now there are two. And now there are two. And we're on episode 350. Someday we'll look back at episode 350 and be like, wow, we didn't even we, know that Georgia was going to win only, three national championships. Only had two at the time. How so. young we were. Well, thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. Yeah, I know. Question. I would, I would do this anyway. Sure. No, I'm, I'm just glad. Hit, I, I say it all the time. I'm glad Scott hits record. Yes. Has, uh, so here's a question. Has Georgia ever played UT Martin? They played UT Knoxville. But yes. They, they fairly played, recently. They played right. UT Chattanooga. 
Uh, they played UT Memphis. I do not think they played UT. I don't think they have either. That's correct. They have not played UT. What's Martin. the connection? Is there a connection? Because sometimes there'll be like a connection, like a random assistant coach or something. Do we know the connection? I think, I think they had an open date after yeah. the Oklahoma game. Yeah. I think the connection is they answered, uh, yeah. not Josh Brooks, whoever does the scheduling for Georgia football. They, they found they found the uh, the ad in the back of flagpole. Yeah, that, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, got, it's got miles. It's here's, got your, here's your trivia question. How many D1, meaning FBS and FCS football schools, are in the state of Tennessee? Okay, let's do hot potato. D1 football, basketball? D1. Football, football. football. D1. I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know about basketball. Okay. I'm, I'm, all these schools play basketball. All Some right. of them are very good in basketball. Uh, Tennessee. Which one? Sorry, U U T Knoxville. U T Martin, but they're not a D one. F C S or F B S. Oh, okay. Uh, Tennessee State. Hold on, Tennessee State. Yes, that is in Nashville. Vander- and they play Notre speaking, Dame speaking, this week. Yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of Nashville, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. That's four. Okay, so uh, these, uh, Chattanooga. U T Chattanooga. That's five. Memphis. Memphis, that's six. Uh-oh. Um, Did I tell you how many there are? No. no. How many? Oh, there's ten. Ten. Okay. Okay. Got, hang on. Give me a second. Um, Tennessee Tech. Tennessee Tech, that is seven. Murray State. Oh, I thought they are Kentucky. Murray State is... Is Murray, Murray State... Into, Hold on, wait. I think Murray State's a Kentucky. Oh, no. Uh, Middle Tennessee, not Murray State. Middle Tennessee is correct. That okay. is eight. I still think I should win. Um, you should. But... Uh, Georgia's played one of these schools and has not played the other. He said Middle Tennessee State. Oh, boy. Let's see. Is Tennessee in the name? And one of them it is. Okay. Um, it's in Johnson City, Tennessee. There's no, it's not Tennessee A&M. There's a Tennessee. Um, I don't think I know. I think I'm out. Eastern Tennessee. No. East Tennessee State. And then Wilson wins. For the 10th one, think of a really hot Georgia game that we reference. Oh, Austin P. Austin P. Oh, they are, yeah. How about Austin, Austin P. P. So in the records versus these teams, Georgia's 2 0 versus Tennessee Tech. Georgia's 1 0 versus Austin P. He's never played East Tennessee. They're 2 0 versus MTSU. Never played Tennessee State. Memphis, they're 2 0. UT Chattanooga, they are 8 0 1. UT Knoxville, they are 27-23-2. and two. UT Martin, this will be the first meeting. And Vanderbilt, they are 60-20-2. So basically, Georgia owns the state of Tennessee in football. Can and, t- and numbers of fingers. I just... I, it's, it's, it's been, been a, a while, while, guys. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, it, it feels so, good. Yeah, it feels good, good to get that off my chest. Um, UT Martin has seven men's varsity sports, ten women's varsity sports, and one co-ed varsity sport. They have all the usuals, but they have um, – let me see how I can ask this. They have a men's and women's sport. A, a combined team. They do have a co-ed team. Okay. Um, there's a women's sport that I'd never heard of before that's a varsity sport. Okay. So – Just tell us that if you okay. haven't heard of it. All right. So there's men's and women's rodeo. Okay. That's, you've never heard of rodeo? No, no, I had heard. Of I that. think I know. The, I think I know the co-ed. <laughs> I, know I, mean, I think I know. The, just so you know, this is not, in fact, his first year. <laughs> I think I know the co-ed sport. I think okay. I know the co-ed sport. Um, there's also women's beach volleyball, which that's cool. My okay. daughter plays volleyball, and she loves beach volleyball. There's a co-ed rifle team, so that's shooting. The co-ed team, I was saying. I think and I then there's a women's sport that I had to look up. 
Because, and then I was like, oh. Bocce. Bocce. I don't know. No. Women's stunt. Stunt? Stunt. Yeah, it's like cheerleading, but yeah. like stunting. Stunting. Walk through like, hey, I'm stunting on you. No, I don't know what it is. No, no, it is cheerleading. Okay. It's, okay, cool. But it's stunts. Stunt, yeah. So it's a varsity yeah. sport. Wow. Women's they sport. pretend getting shot? No. Okay. They do like they car basket racks. tosses. They car yeah. okay. No, they do basket tosses. They throw baskets. They, they go Stunts. flying off roofs. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it uh, that Travis Pastrana, it was a nitro circus? It's yeah. not a nitro circus. Yeah. Um, I have to say, I do not think Georgia would beat Tennessee Martin in stunt. I think that probably mm-hmm. not. Well, they don't have a stunt team. Yeah, yeah unless it's the other stunt. Well, I'm stunting on you. Um, Saturday, they're playing on September 2nd. Do you know what it's the six-year anniversary of? Okay, what's well, 2017? 17? Uh-huh. September 2nd, 2017. Is it the North Carolina game? No. There's a, we played a team from North Carolina that day. In 17? In 17. Oh, not North Carolina. Um, a very uh, important... It was sad, I guess, in one player's perspective, but it, set, it really is a game that set the Kirby era off. Jacob Beeson got hurt versus App State. Uh, it was App State. Remember, you may, you may remember App State was, uh, uh, I was, didn't Phil Steele predict App State to win that game? Yes, you did. Yeah, I think you did. I believe you did. Yeah, App State. I he, forgot they, that was App they State. They did not win that game. They came in second. Okay, and then um, we had an email sent to us on August 22nd. Remember, you can email us at WSLSpodcast at Gmail. And this is from Jeff Cochran. And the subject line really intrigued me. Going back in time. He says, gentlemen, I didn't start listening to your podcast until 2017. So I missed all the discussion around Rick firing, uh, the Rick firing and the Kirby hiring. Over the summer, I took some time to go back and listen to those episodes. (laughs) And I found myself wanting to yell at 2015 Tony, Will, and Scott about how amazing the next seven years are about to be. With that in mind... If you could text your 2015 selves any stat, score, or bit of Bulldog trivia from the past few seasons to let you know it was all going to work out without spoiling just how much success Georgia was about to have, what would it be? For example, I would simply text Georgia 42, Ohio State 41. Okay, so it's going to be Georgia related. So it's not like campaign more in Wisconsin. (laughs) Right. Um, Okay. Uh, Let's see. Um, yeah, I feel like it would be, I mean, honestly, 2017, I mean, could it be two-time national champion? That's Stetson what I was getting, That's what I wrote down. <laughs> well, yeah, so I, he's I, on I, the roster yeah, right, right now. I am, I, yeah, so yeah. is 2017 <laughs> or 2015? He, he was saying, like, if you could tell your 2015. 2015. Let's see, what did he say? If you could text your 2015 self. Oh, okay, okay. He was not actually on the okay, roster. You're right, you're right. Well, because, because I legit knew who this person was what okay so yeah you because where from i'm Pierce from County. i was like stetson bennett heisman finalist yeah yeah what would what would that have done to 2015 tony oh my god my head would have fallen off <laughs> like literally like i look I've, I've i've referenced 2015 tony and now tony right i there's no way 2015 tony would ever dare have the hubris to say georgia is going to win three in a row i mean and, and say it without irony to say it without trepidation to say it without a lot of disclaimers but 
that Tony's dead. That Tony's at least buried way deep inside. Uh, 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 he, he's a skinny Tony. It's a much different Tony than the current Tony. But, um, yeah, I think that's what I'd say. Yeah, Heisman I, finalist, uh, Seth Bennett. I think what I would do is that's probably about when that Kirby meme of him jumping in front of Nick Saban on the sideline uh, that yeah, you see. Yeah. I think I would somehow text me going, like, that's your guy. He's going to lead you to two or three national championships. Uh, that's, that's a great that's, that's a great question. I love that. Because that Kirby meme was everywhere. Yeah. And seriously. Campaign more in Wisconsin. <laughs> Is that what yours would have been? Yes. <laughs> I mean, just for life yes, advice. Yeah. Please. All right. And um, so we, y'all, I, I'm not part of this. So, because uh, I wasn't on the show last week. Oh, okay. Um, and you were on the show because you were I having was, a birthday dinner with your daughter, the big with, train. Right. Okay. Right. Vivian was turning 13. So um, we got a couple of um, tweets and mentions that y'all's, Will's trivia was a little bit incorrect yes will and i've talked about this yeah i've, yeah. Eat, I've eaten my i've, I've eaten my, he, I've had he's had crow it. he likes crow now yeah, junk, I just, it's just wikipedia's fault no, I, get, I get a fault. junkyard blog uh junkyard bill uh tweeted us and, and it caught and, and a couple other people um it I was think, a good idea for a was, question it was, it was a great it, question it, it, was, just, it was only just a minor mistake yeah. so i went back mm. to your question and so we're going to redo the question oh god i can't do this um so Will's question, and it was almost, it was 95% there. He, he it was asked, 90% there, actually. <laughs> he asked, <laughs> the last 16, 16 he said, he said what are the last 16 QBs to start a game for Georgia? Uh, and then Will said, we'll go back to 1995, and that's where I think that, yeah. So I'm going to start with Corey Phillips. Right. Well, see, the, the thing is, Corey Phillips was number 16. Technically, because you missed Joe Tereshinsky. You also missed David Green. You didn't mention him. I said AJ Green. You yes, said, I know, AJ. I know, I know. But we knew who you meant. But so, so what it is, if you're counting starters, including Bennett and Mathis and Daniels and Eason, blah, 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 Lambert, Mason, the 16th one, if you're counting backwards, is either in either Quincy Carter or Corey Phillips, whichever one, in that twenty in, in that 2000 season. So Quincy Carter should have not been the answer. It should have been Phillips. No, no. Both of them yeah, make it to 16. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, So because Corey Phillips did start, what, the Kentucky game? So if started, I said 15, would it have been Phillips or Carter? You, if you would have said 14, you would have been safe. Okay. But when you said 16, it was... Uh, I probably just counted wrong. Yes. But um, but since you said because you included Mike Bobo mm. and he would have been number seventeen. Yes, I just, uh, and I've he been he started in that ninety seven season, even though he started also in ninety five and ninety six. Yeah. his last season. So you could have gone back to ninety seven. But had you gone back to ninety five, you would have had to make it nineteen because you would have had to include Heinz Ward and uh, Brian Smith. Brian Smith, that was the one I was trying to remember. I just couldn't. He started that game versus Clemson. Yeah. Uh, and then if you know if you want all if you wanted to go to twenty it'd be Eric Zier in nineteen ninety four. Yeah, can we try one more? Yeah. Now this is for you guys. Yeah, yeah. And this one is from the UGA actual record. Probably book. so. Probably better, better than Wikipedia. Give me pop potato. Okay. Give me the last ten Georgia running backs to lead Georgia in rushing for a season. Oh, God, this is going to be really hard. The last 10? Not the last 10 seasons. The okay. last 10 people to do it. So if someone right. did it three times, they still just count as one. Oh, okay. So uh, so the last 10 people to do it. Okay, so some people are re- recorded twice. I mean, theoretically they could. Sure. I'm just letting you – maybe they're not. Right. But I'm, le- I'm giving you the – I'm letting 10. you know. 
the last 10 people to lead Georgia in I don't rushing. I who led last year. Was it uh, okay, so, McIntosh? Okay, so you, is that your first friend? Kenny yeah. McIntosh did lead in rushing last year. So okay. there's one of your 10. Your turn, Tony. You don't have to do this in order. Right, right. Uh, yes. Um, um, I'll say Sonny Michelle. Sonny Michelle is on the list in 2015. 15? Uh, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley is on the list for 2012 and 2013. So uh, there's three. We've got some gaps in there. Um, I love that people right now are screaming their podcast yeah. machines. Um, I'll say Nick Chubb. 2014, 2016, and 2017. So we've gotten four. We've gotten four. All right. Musa Smith. Musa Smith is not what? correct. Musa Smith. So it's appar- after Musa. Uh, in 2002. It's after Musa. Musa. Smith, there are 10 since then. Oh, so, okay. We're going to the last 10. Yeah. Oh, that was 2002 wow. for Musa Smith. But I want to keep going. So okay. I'm not, I'm not going. okay. Uh, hold on. I can picture him from Reedsville. We run the state. Uh, Tyson Browning. Tyson Browning. Is that the same as Thomas Browning? Thomas no. Brown. Oh, too. Thomas, Thomas Brown is not on here. He's 2004, 2005, but there's still 10 before that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. Keith, Keith Mitchell. Keith Mitchell is not on here. See, who? Let's see. We're missing 18. Mm-hmm. You're also missing 21, 20, 19. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I'm lost. They're all different players, too. I didn't say that. Presumably. I said you're missing oh, okay. players. Um, Zeus. Correct. Samir White, 2020 and 2021. Possible Holyfield's on there? Holyfield's not on there. Cook? Nope. I didn't think so. This, is an, this was a, success, was a successful NFL running back. 18? So 18 and 19. He actually had over 1,000 yards each year. In fact, he is the most recent 1,000-yard rusher for the Georgia Bulldogs. Stop it. Job Sony. Gonna, you guys are going to hit yourself in the head. I'm going to be so mad. Who does he play for now? Well, I, I, I'm he not just gonna, retired. No, no, because no, it's not Sony. Here's oh, yeah, Sony. you're right, yeah. Guys, you, you're going to hate yourselves. You're right. What does it start with? <laughs> it starts with a D and an apostrophe. Oh, DeAndre uh, Swift. It's DeAndre Swift. No. DeAndre Swift. Plays DeAndre Swift. for the Detroit Lions. Detroit no, Lions. he's with the Eagles. Eagles, he was sorry. The Lions, yeah. Lions. As okay. all Georgia So you still have five to go. Oh, my gosh. Do we really? Mm-hmm. I just tell us because this is killing me. 2011, Isaiah Crowell. <laughs> 2010, Washawn Ely. Oh, my God. Washawn Ely. Wow. Also 2009, Washawn Ely. Yeah. Uh. 2008, 2007. I'll give you the hint on this one. This was a, a pretty successful NFL player. Oh, um... Play for the Giants. Uh, Broncos, I believe, mostly. Oh, uh, no, Sean Marino. No, Sean Marino. In 2006, I assume the street in five points was not actually named. Oh, Craig for Lumpkin. Pro- Craig Lumpkin in 2006. Played for the Packers. Wow. And then Thomas Brown, Michael Cooper, Musha Smith, Varen Hayes, Brett Milliken. Veron. Veron, sorry. Uh, Jasper Sanks, Olandis Gary. There's a guy from Olandis Fantasy Gary. Football Leagues from long yeah. past. Robert Edwards, Torian Tor- Tor- Curtsy. That's right. Yep. R.I.P. And, uh, and then we have uh, uh, NFL Hall of Famer Terrell Davis, Garrison Hurst, Rodney I Hampton. I, yeah, I'm, so I'm mad at myself. Here's, here's what I can't understand, or I, I'm flummoxed by. How did Musa Smith in t- 2002 not lead the team in rushing? Who led the team in rushing in 2002? 2002? 2002 was Musa Smith. Okay. Musa. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, Musa. Yeah. Okay, so it was the 10. I was too yeah. far back. I yeah. got you. Yeah. Got wow, that's... 
Wow. Michael Cooper. Yeah. Michael Cooper from Screven County. Yeah, Screven County, Michael Cooper. That was fun. Thank you. Yeah. That, no, that, that was that's, fun that's to mispronounce players that are that's deeply a, beloved to all of you. That's a, that, but that's a great question. <laughs> I right? enjoyed that one. But that, that tells you a little bit about me. I just, after, I, at some point, you wipe your memory because no, of course. Just, you only so much to remember. It's all pre championships. Pre championships. Who can remember? Yep. Okay, so now it's something we've been waiting for for a long time. Yeah, let me say, if you have not gotten into fun office pools, we are doing the pool again. Some 200-plus of you have. Including William Leach, by the way. Including William Leach. William Leach is is a goat, is what he actually named. I I saw that, yeah. Yeah, that's... I can't wait to knock him down. (laughs) So, um, he he might have won fantasy football last year, but this is is someone else's battle week. Um, yeah, check out my Twitter. I will send it one more time. I assume you'll have this. We're recording to you tonight. I assume you'll have this up sometime Wednesday. Early. Early Wednesday. So if you're listening to this. I don't have anything else to do tomorrow. Good. You still have time to get in front office pools. If you cannot find it, I think I have it pinned to my Twitter. Please uh, get at me on Twitter at Tyler Dogden. Um, we also have a sponsor. For the picks. For the picks the only. Pick sponsor. For the pick sponsor. It's Passion Auto. Passion Auto is here in Watkinsville, a couple of really good friends of mine. Passion Auto. Passion Auto. It's passionautosllc.com. Uh, it's a cool story, actually. Two car guys, mm-hmm. uh, one who worked in the landscaping and plant growing business, Scott Payne and Robbie McDaniel, who had a burgeoning career in uh, printing and print. He actually owned a number of businesses. Uh, found out that they were uh, mutual friends with actually with the Wallers uh, and kind of got together, decided to start a car company. Their jam is is helping find bespoke cars for parents and teenagers, right? If you have a, somebody who is about to start driving, like you go to them with a list of specifications, I want a safe SUV from this price range. Scott and Robbie will help you with that. Um, and actually, they've been very successful. Again, if you go it to pa- seems like something that would be very successful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If PassionAutosLLC.com, yeah. they got some 30 cars. Uh, they do do some high-end cars. Uh, because I Robbie, saw a Ferrari on their Instagram. Yeah, Robbie and, and Scott both are. It's interesting. Robbie is very much a GM guy. Scott is very much a Ford guy. Uh, but they both appreciate high-quality cars. Literally, Robbie found the, the Ferrari at an auction for a price he couldn't turn down just for the chance to own. And it's like appreciating value, like $40,000. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say, because I don't love my son enough. Yeah, no, 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 no. And, and I think I think... I think you, you, it's probably safe. I'm just kidding, William, if you're listening. I love you very much. You're still not getting a Ferrari. You're not Ferrari. So <laughs> if you're interested um, about the Ferrari thing, if you go to Passion Autos underscore Oconee and you look at their Instagram, on Instagram. Yeah. they actually, I think they sold it to an older gentleman who maybe looked like that is Tom actually, That's actually Robbie's uncle who was in town okay. for a family wedding. And because when he was younger, he literally, people really thought he was Thomas Magnum. I mean, it like looks literally. like he has a Detroit he Tigers, Detroit oh, Tigers hat. Yes. hat oh, a mustache. Like yes. So. Yes. That's Robbie's uncle that who came in to drive the car. But, um, right there, but yeah, like Tony said, over 80% of their sales are, in fact, two and four teen drivers. And they have approximately, they keep approximately 30 vehicles in stock, ranging from 7,000. To 30,000. I looked on their inventory. They got some Forerunners. They got some CRVs. They got some RAV4s. Um, I had to go through this a couple years ago with my oldest son, Jack. We were trying to find him a car. It's not easy when you're trying to find like the right price range, but something safe and big. Walker's turning 16 next year. Um, I mean, this is, this is really a great thing. Rather than having to go through the hassle of going to CarMax or Hayward Allen, nothing against CarMax or Hayward Allen. 
you know, it's it's overwhelming. I mean, it's an impressive idea. I, yeah. I wouldn't even thought of. I guess that's yeah. why I'm not an entrepreneur. I wouldn't yeah. have thought of this idea. It's a great idea. Yeah. So, um, so, it, but yeah, you go to passionautosllc.com or passionautos underscore Oconee, and uh, and the, the other good thing, think about it. Um, if you're looking for a car or anything, they do a multi-point inspection by their own in-house mechanic. That's peace of mind for parents. Yeah, and, and they will do, like literally, you do not have to be in the Watkinsville area or Athens area to take advantage of this. Um, having talked to Robbie, just full disclosure, I, I work out with Robbie. Um, Scott was my next-door neighbor. Um, it's not anymore, but he was. And, couldn't, um, couldn't hang. You couldn't hang. Couldn't hang. Couldn't hang. It's too much heat. <laughs> um, but... You you know, have, by the way, you guys have different definitions of next door neighbor out here. Than well, I no, he literally is the house beside our house. That's next door neighbor. Still, especially it is the next door. Yeah, it is the next door for where I live. Um, so, but they, uh, you know, they will happily work with you. Uh, they have gone as far away as Oklahoma to buy cars. They've gone to Florida. They go out of state to do that because uh, they really do focus on client services. And we're very happy. Yes, they're our pick on sponsor this yeah. year. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, they uh, just full disclosure. Robbie is an Auburn fan. It has been a great uh, couple of years for me working out with him. And Scott is a Texas fan, so do not be surprised if I have Auburn and Texas in there as much or normal than usual. That just so I can make fun of them. I mean, it's, I mean, it's certainly going to be hard to. I mean, te- by the end of the year, it's going to be hard to justify keeping Auburn in here. But we'll try. Yeah, you yeah know? we'll do what we can. We'll try. We'll and try. and one of them will be an SEC team next year. Yeah. <laughs> So let's go. Let's go ahead and get started. Uh, we got two Thursday games. We're going to start with the biggest oh, yeah. game of the evening. And I'm very excited be... for Thursday's games this year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, these are great. It'll be better than Week Zero. Week yeah. Zero week, was garbage. I have to say, I feel it's like a... Week Zero was better the last. And I only played Week Zero the last couple. It was years. sufficient methadone. Yeah. The, the fact that the Notre Dame goes over so quickly. I don't like the, the clock rules. Okay. Yeah. I, I broke my. I broke my promise. I have to raise my hand. I said I wouldn't complain about the um, the bridge being closed or anything, but I did in a tweet last week when I saw the clock. Notre Dame, their first <laughs> possession, and like nine minutes run off the clock, and they didn't do anything crazy. I don't like the clock rules. I love the clock rules in MLB. Love it. But I don't like that. Just cut the commercials. We don't need a three and a half minute commercial break every five minutes. Yes, that's, they do. Friends, that's not happening. <laughs> I was going to say. So a- anyway, get used to that because here's the thing. If Georgia is down 17 points at the end of the third quarter and you want some awesome comeback. Are we talking about hypothetical Georgia? Hypothetical okay. Georgia. Okay, put your team in there. It's not The craziness isn't going to happen as much as it used to in college football. It's, it's a lot more like the NFL. So... Whatever. All right. We're going to start with the biggest game on Thursday night this week. Nebraska travels to (laughs) Minnesota. Will the boat? Minnesota's going to house them. Nebraska's brand new. They're brand new. New coach, the whole thing. Is Uh, it Matt? Matt Rule. Rule. We'll get them going there eventually. Don't forget who Nebraska's quarterback is. It's Jeff Sims. It's Sims from Texas. Uh, Sims from Georgia Tech. That guy's that guy's still got PTSD. He's not great. He's not great. <laughs> well, he, we, do we know how he is if he's not running for his life? True. Um, but I just I think he's going to take a little. I'm like I think there's every chance Matt Rule will get them back to nine win team. Uh, this is not the and they play outdoors in Minnesota. It's going to be like 23 degrees there. <laughs> no, boy. I mean I figured. Could be in the sixties. Okay. They, they listen. They might need a light jacket. Boy, does that sound wonderful mm-hmm. right now? My goodness. Hey, Sanford is not going to be as bad as it was recently. Agreed. Sorry. All right. Um, so you Austin got, P country. Yeah. Right. You I got, am. I 
gonna take Minnesota. I don't think this is a housing. Uh, one of these years, old row the boater, buddy uh, uh, Fleck is gonna. Like I think he's a little bit of a snake oil salesman, and I think that's gonna uh, what is gonna catch up with him at some point. I think Oprah's still buying, yeah, but I, I will take Minnesota. But this will be lower on my on my list than others. And we're picking just the winners. Yes, the spread is just for information. We're just picking. It's it's still confidence really hard. Points. Confidence points, no gambling. Oh yeah, confidence points. You got to rank them. These are for people that don't know. I, in fact, I could teach myself something because I always forget. <laughs> it's, it's weird that you always forget. Yeah. I've done this for a long time. All right. I got Minnesota as well. You got Minnesota? Minnesota. All right. Minnesota, but I'm now slow on this. for the B-team game on Thursday, <laughs> Florida <laughs> travels to Utah. Um, Utah beat them. No, Florida beat them barely <laughs> last year. The, the question here is Cam Rising going to play. He blew out his knee in the Rose Bowl, and uh, Kyle Whittingham's a little bit coy, which I don't blame him. I mean, didn't this happen last year? The, 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 like, didn't like didn't a game? Isn't one of the, this one of the reasons that the Big Ten and a lot of schools are trying to like get all the information out there? Because mm-hmm. Cam Rising, gambling. all the gamblers didn't know about. Like, there was no idea that he wasn't gonna that he wasn't gonna play. Yeah. And so, yeah, Whittingham is. I think it like uh, whatever. Screw the gamblers. Like, I don't I don't know why these people get to run my games. Mm-hmm. But um, but nevertheless, uh, uh, I think that's why this happened. Well, I think uh, I think Utah still wins. Oh, give me the Utes. Uh, it's at home. Um, this is Florida's first trip non-conference, like away from the southeast since like the sixties, I think. West of Mississippi, probably. Right. Dray Merch has got one game a year. Gary Merch has got one game a year. It's often the first game of the year as it was against Illinois. It is weird. To he see. had that game. It was against Illinois three years ago. I know. I'm, again, I'm going to pick Utah on this, but I'm also lower on. I think both of these games are closer games than people think. Okay. Moving on to Friday. We've got two games on Friday. Uh, let's go with uh, poor Hawaii. They had to uh, weather a weather delay in Nashville in a broken stadium, and then they got beat by Vanderbilt, and then. What, six days later? They're playing Friday at home versus Stanford. I don't think Stanford's very good, but I think Hawaii's tired on uh, the on uh, Oahu, not Maui. We're not talking about Maui, but uh, the Rainbow Warriors, I think they go to 0-2. I think Stanford wins. and I, Stanford might be terrible, but... I thought Hawaii was a little better than I thought they were going to be. I think, I mean, like, if you look at, like, old uh, Bill Connolly's numbers, I think Hawaii actually should have won that game, according mm-hmm. to those numbers. Um... But that is a lot to come back from that. And they're playing a short week. Playing a short week back in Hawaii against a team that, you know, is not good, but it's still a... An ACC team. Yeah, middle exactly. road ACC a, team. Middle road ACC, ACC team, exactly. Where are you going? I'm, I'm, picking, give, I'm picking Stanford, but I'm, again, low. Give me Hawaii. Okay. Then we've got uh, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium mm-hmm. hosting... Louisville. Louisville and Georgia Tech. How many people will be in attendance at that game? You Ole were at Louisville, Miss. Ole Miss, and it was there was no one there. It was uh, I was at Louisville, Ole Miss two years ago, and it was not very crowded. But that was on Monday. Yeah. And oh, last so, year, I, it was on Monday last year, too. And there were more people there because it was Georgia Tech, Clemson last yeah. year. So this is uh, – Georgia Tech has been – has but a contract. Night, like, <sighs> yeah, That's high school football Georgia, Georgia Tech has a contract with Mercedes-Benz to play some of their home games. This is one of those games. But this is not the Chick-fil-A. No, it's not the Chick-fil-A. Yeah. This is I don't just, think they're just not doing it. They're not. Just, this is a home game for Georgia Tech. Louisville's going to beat the Horizon. <laughs> I've got, I've got Georgia Tech. Even though it's Jeff Brom's yeah. first game, still be the rest. I will say if if uh, um, if Louisville with Brom's first game and team that's not like you know that hot right now, if they stop Georgia Tech mm-hmm. in Key's first game, 
again, if you're like, hey, I don't know, should they really have kept the right, interim coach? Right, the interim coach. Yeah, so, Moving on to Saturday, we've got a, a, a first-time matchup. First time ever that Toledo mm-hmm. is going to go into Champaign and play against the Fighting Illini of Wills, Illinois. Bert, give me Bert. I think Bert, Toledo is favored to win the MAC this year. Uh, and Illinois, I mean, somebody has to. I think Illinois is only like an eight and a half point favorite in this Nine game. Nine and a half. Yeah, and so I think Illinois, one of the weird things about Illinois this year is they're they're I think they're going to be good, but like they actually have they don't have a hard schedule like they don't play Michigan or Ohio State. But if you look at their schedule, almost every game is a game that if everything goes wrong, they'll lose. Like they should win. I think they're going to be favored in eight or nine of their games this year. But like. They'll be favored at Kansas, but that's a game they could lose. They'll be favored against Toledo. That's a game they could lose. FAU, they get at home. That's a game they could lose. Like, they'll be favored in those games, but there's no UT Martins on the schedule. There's no UT Martin. There's no Ball State on the schedule, which makes me a little bit nervous. I think they win, but, like, listen, I, I Luke Altmeyer has – Luke Alt, former Mississippi quarterback who got hurt, which allowed Jackson Dart to come in and take that job. He's now Illinois' quarterback this year. He's thrown, I think – he, he plays. He played two quarters mm-hmm. as a college football quarterback. So, we'll Wait, see. so Illinois doesn't have a transfer quarterback who is also the subject of a Bon Jovi song. No, uh, not yet. Okay, not yet. Jackson Dart. Yes, Jackson Dart sounds like something you smoke. Yes, it does. It does, it does sound like like <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going to take Illinois, but I'm a little curious. I'm curious. To see, I'm Luke Almeyer. I'm excited about my friends that are Mississippi fans. Really like him and feel like he never really got a fair shake. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, I think, but, I think but Illinois which Illinois. former Mississippi quarterback is starting for for Illinois? Luke Allman. Oh, I thought it was Jackson Dart. No, no. Jackson Dart is he's not, still at Ole Miss. But he, I think he's going to lose his job to Spencer Stride. That's Spencer Stride. That'd be fine. <laughs> He'd be good at that. Can you imagine the deep ball? He was in the guard. Um, yeah. Okay. So Luke Altemeyer, he could be a subject of, of a Bon Jovi song. He could be. Yeah. All right. You got Illinois. Oh, you gave me Illinois. Yeah. Okay. All right. Then uh, also on Saturday. Uh, after when you get back from the Georgia game, you watch the Illinois game. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Washington oh, State. Don't mock me. <laughs> Washington State they're goes. Gonna be, they're going to be Colorado State. To Fort Collins. Uh, Colorado State will never be good. I mean, they were good back when Sonny Lubick was the coach. But uh, yeah, they Steve Adazio themselves. And before you get after me about Sonny, about Sonny Bono, about Mike Bobo. <laughs> Speaking of skiing. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God, we did not set that bit up. We Too did soon. not. We did My not. It's amazing, though. Um, yeah, I think we can just go ahead and close it now. I don't know. I have nothing else. I got Washington State. <laughs> Washington State. I got Washington State as well. That only is funny to someone of a certain age. Uh, I am of that certain you, age. Moving on to South Alabama, USA, going to Tulane. Tulane's got a big one next week. I'm picking Tulane. This game has all kinds of interest over it. Oh, just, like, like, just a, like a look-ahead oh type yeah. thing? No, I just South Alabama is up and coming in that conference. It's just What city in South Alabama? Mobile. Shouldn't, shouldn't it be Lower Alabama? Very Wouldn't Mobile. that be cooler? Uh, yeah, that'd be neat, but uh, they're not. So, Lower Alabama yeah. University. Yeah, give me Tulane, but... I got Tulane. I'm taking Tulane as well. Go Green Wave. And we got the Battle of the Carolinas, which will come on at 7.30, so you might catch the fourth quarter. Well, you won't because the clock will be running and it'll be over. <laughs> I feel like this game... was this game on Thursday to start a season? A forever. Back. It's yeah. been on Thursday yeah. forever. Is this in Charlotte? Yes. Is this like this a Charlotte Mayonnaise game. thing? 
Yes, it is. Duke's mayonnaise game. I'm 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 buying South Carolina. I'm taking South Carolina. I'm taking Mac Brown and the Tar Heels. You know, this is one of those games where it's a two and a half point UNC favorite. Yeah, this is one of those games where the range is seventeen point win for either team. Um, I think South Carolina wins. I do think South Carolina wins because I have not seen yet that. Uh, Gene Chizik, professional enjoyer of retirement, now turned defensive coordinator for the Tar Heels. Are I haven't seen his defense do a whole lot. So yeah. And then uh, Sunday evening, we get a rematch of a classic game last year when um, a missed extra point uh, helped Florida State beat LSU. And they meet again this time instead of uh, New Orleans, they're going to be in Orlando. So you've got Camping World Stadium, right? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think it's called that. So, I'm more of a glamper. I mean, both teams, yeah. both teams, top ten. I mean, this is probably is this the best matchup of the weekend? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or is yeah. Florida State a paper tiger like they always are? We'll find out, right? Like yeah. that. Like if if yeah. everything's very different if Florida State wins this game. Like that is a full on announcement. Like that changes. We're back. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I clearly, I think if you beat an LSU team, then I think people are excited about like this is not like Orgeron LSU this is like they got like an actual pro in charge right now oh yeah I agree so you know I I think if if Florida State wins this game I will be I don't think they will I'm picking LSU I pick LSU LSU and then Monday night we've got the big game that everybody's been waiting on Wallace Wade Stadium hosts Clemson that is Duke playing at their home stadium how many does that hold Uh, probably 45 yeah 45 50 didn't didn't they do Play the Rose Bowl there one time? They did during, the during World War II. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's how I know yeah. Wallace Wade. But yeah, they Clemson felt like it's fairly safe from submarine attacks. True. <laughs> a Clemson. Speaking of Sonny Bono, no, sorry. Um, <laughs> that makes sense. I just, I'm just, I'm just as happy with that joke. Um, yeah, I'll, 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 Clemson, but I'm pretty curious to see what happens to Clemson this year. Uh, I think sure. If it, if they lose three or four games again. Whew. Ooh, they're going to be fired get, up. It's going to get hot. Uh, be hot. And then the tiebreaker game is uh, Florida and Utah. So put the yeah. score in. That'll help put yes. you over the yeah. top if you're yeah. beating Tony. I couldn't help but notice that, that uh, uh, Tennessee Martin is not on this list. No, it is not. So I, one, of the, one of my commitments after some a reader and player complaints was to try to keep the number of games down and also to try not to put too many easy ones, uh, easy ones on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, obviously – There's it, some tough ones this week. Yeah, obviously if you listen I – mean, the Georgia, Georgia-South Carolina SEC matchups will be in there, but I'm right. I'm not putting UT Martin no, Georgia on Georgia there. It's a gimme. And, if, and if someone – is this right? If someone goes undefeated, they get a free car. Is that right? Nope. <laughs> That's not correct. <laughs> not correct. Uh, but thanks to Passion for sponsoring. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so uh, Scott, start us off with Georgia-Tennessee Martin. You got that here? Yeah, I think that um, – we do that at the end of every show. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, 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 I'm with you. I looked I'm at Will like I was like, "What am I well, picking?" Yeah, I was like, no. "We make a prediction. We have yeah, to close no, every show." Yeah, that's that's right. That's what we do because I was I was about ready to play the outro. Um, <laughs> no, I'm still I'm still engaged here. It's your run of the mill, scattered, smothered, and covered. Um, you you hope to see that Beck takes the reins of the offense. I think Tony hit on that earlier. You hope to see that there's just cohesion. You don't know if there will be because there's been a lot of turnover. Uh, losing of coordinators, I, I just I just think the defense is just going to be kind of borderline lights. It's like the free version of the 2021 and 2022 defense. It's the, the, the free version of the app 
before it becomes uh, fully involved, if that makes sense. I think Georgia wins 56-3. to you know, there's a part of me that wants to to uh, uh, feel like this is going to be like some insane, like embarrassing, like you feel so awful for Tennessee Martin score like 65 to 7 or something. Uh, but um, see, that's the score that they beat TCU and that's the joke. I'm sorry, no, didn't do it. I got nothing. I'm like a Sonny Bono joke again. Um, 65-7. That's wrong. Damn. Okay. I, like, I like the symmetry. Um yeah, I mean it's hard to get too fired up about this thing. I am, I am perfectly fine calling it. Uh, just, just uh, let's say fifty-two to six. Um, yeah, I don't. I, it's hard. is that a go for two or is that a two? For I pass? think it's. I think it's a late touchdown to go for two, yeah. just for pride thing or whatever. Um, I also don't be surprised if the coaches agree to run the clock in the fourth quarter. I just. It's just really hard not to see that. Being it will like already be running. Right. Yeah, it never stops. Well, that's apparently. true. That's true. So, yeah, Georgia Got to get that TV inventory in, man. Yeah, that's Georgia wins and Georgia wins big. Yes. And so, and just a reminder to everyone that if you're uh, – uh, so, hey, so uh, before the game, uh, I'm excited. Do you guys want to meet on the bridge? Should we meet the bridge? We yeah, meet the bridge? let's try it. Let's see. Let's meet the bridge. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep a I, – I, you know, I scolded myself earlier. I'm going to keep a positive attitude mm-hmm. until – I see what it's really going to be like. It'll be yeah, fun to see 35,000 people trying to go down a very narrow right. staircase. Yeah. That'll I mean, be, that, that seems like a very good idea. Or you can do what I do and don't go over there. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. Uh, everyone enjoy the game. There's, a, there's football. We're football, guys. It. Football. Doing it. You've made it. We've made it. Back to back 65 to 7. I like it. Uh, mm, until, uh, until then, everybody, um, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. We'll be back with our post-game show. Well, let me turn this down a little bit. With our post-game show on uh, Sunday at some time. Make sure to check out our sponsors, the thestricklandfirm.com and passionautosllc.com. Thank you guys for sponsoring this season. It's going to be a lot of fun sharing stories and talking about um, all the cool things that they have for our listeners. And, um, you know, I mean, get out there early. Don't take these for granted. Will's talked about it in the past. We got seven of these this year. It's finally here. Dogs are back. We'll see you on campus this Saturday. And as always, go dogs. I got you, baby. It's too soon. It's too soon. It's been 35 years. It's been a long time. <laughs>